Hi, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I want to thank you for joining us today online. I want you to go right now before we get started and download our app. You can download it from the Apple App Store or from the Google Play Store by simply searching Word of Life Carlsbad. If you would like to give today, then you can give online by going to our app or our website, or you can also text 84321, and when you search, just search Word of Life Carlsbad. Thank you once again for joining us, and you're going to join our service already in progress. Today, we're going to dig into the Word of God, and I'm going to wrap up my series on prayer. But before we do, I want us to take just a moment. This is my, I, I will be in Guatemala this time next week. And uh, we'll be with our, our friends in Guatemala, with uh, our church there in Guatemala City, Pastor Alvaro's church. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be there next Sunday or two weeks from, uh, from today. Um, but anyway, one of the next two Sundays I'll be in, in, uh, Quesaltenango and the other one I will be in, uh, Guatemala city. And I don't know which one, which week is which, I don't know the order, but, uh, anyway, let's take just a moment and let's, let's pray for our friends in Guatemala. And then, uh, then I want to just be quiet for a moment and let you pray and, uh, uh, Send me off with your prayers. I'll be flying on Friday to Guatemala City, and uh, Pastor Jason will be bringing a great word to you next week, and uh, he always does a great job when I'm away. And uh, uh, so anyway, with that, let's pray for our friends in Guatemala City right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we just lift up uh, uh, Palabra and Acción in Guatemala City. And Father, we just thank you today that as the word goes forth there, Father, we thank you that there are ears that are tuned in and ready to hear the word that goes forth. And Father, we thank you that you are supplying every need that they have. And Father, that there is no lack in Jesus' name. And Father, we just also lift up John and Tracy and Shayla. And um, Father, the, the, the church there, uh, Mission 412, church and father we just thank you for that and father we thank you for the work that they're doing and that growth is taking place and we rejoice with them and we thank you for it in jesus name now if you'd send me off with your prayers i receive them Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I receive that. Father, as I go, I, I represent the people of this congregation, the people of this church. And, Father, I thank you that they stand behind me with their prayers and with their finances. And we just rejoice in that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We welcome our online audience today. Um, and uh, thank you for joining us. 
Praise God. And, uh, you know, if, if you're here today and, you you know, send a, send a link to your friends. Send a link to people, you know, that they're able to, to uh, view us. And, oh, I think we've been viewed in something like 45 countries and, and uh, by somewhere between uh, 20, 25,000 people every week are watching us online. And uh, so we're excited about that. And we're, by the way, who remembers what we're in agreement for as far as viewership? Who remembers? Come on. Well, yes, but more specifically, 30,000, yes. 30,000. We hit 30, then we'll up it. Praise God. We'll keep increasing that. But uh, anyway, welcome to our online audience. I encourage you to just receive what God's got for you today. And we're talking about prayer. We've been doing a series called Divine Conversations. And that's talking about a conversation between you and God. Praise God. And how many know that a conversation is two-way? Two-way. Yeah, I, I got all my fingers up, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to. Two-way. Okay. You know, that, that means it's between you and God, and, and both of you talk and both of you listen. Praise God. And we talked about the, the importance of learning to listen. Praise God. Because sometimes, you know, we get so caught up in talking to God about all the issues and things we have going on in our life when in reality, uh, you know, it's not all talking. You know, I've got, I, I, I've, I, I've known people like that, that, uh, you know, uh, an attempted conversation with them was all one-sided because, you know, um, well, you all have friends like that, that uh, they just do all the talking and you can't ever get a word in edgewise. Some of you might be like that. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, we're talking about, you know, that it's important to learn to listen to what God's saying as well as it is to learn to talk to God. Praise God. And, and you need to do both. But I figured out I need to learn to listen more than I talk. Because he knows a whole lot more than I do. Praise God. If he knows more than I do, then more benefit would come from listening to him than just talking to him all the time. Praise God. Praise God. And so today, we're going to be talking about um, learning how to, to pray a prayer of petition or how to receive from God. How, how do you ask? And, and let me just say this. We've been talking so much about how important it is that we understand that what we receive from God is only what he has already provided for us in Christ. Praise God. And, you know, and, you know, let me just get started by talking about this. You know, we've been preaching a message of grace around here for several years now. And this message of grace differs from the message of law. And we, we all are familiar with the term supply and demand. 
supply and demand. And so here's the deal. Grace supplies. Law demands. Now what I mean by that is law says this is what you have to do. Grace says this is what I have done. Praise God. Now, let me say that again. Grace says, this is what you must do. If you want to receive something from me, this is what you have to do. God speaking to us. If you, you know, in, in, in under law, this is what you have to do. But under grace, grace says, this is what I have done for you. And then, but we've emphasized the fact that, that what he has done is not the same as what he's going to do. In other, but, but the mistake we make many times is we're trying to get him to do something he's already done. And you know what? That's a waste of time because what he has, has done for us, he's not going to do again. He doesn't need to do again. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, what we, we need to learn how to receive what he's already done for us. Praise God. How to receive what he's already done for us. Now, um, remember the difference between law and grace is who is doing the doing? Who, who, did the, who did the deed? Who did the, you know? And law is saying, you have to do it. God is saying, I did it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What he has done, he did in Christ. Praise God. And so uh, let's begin with that. And from, from that precept, um, Colossians chapter 2 Verse number six says this, as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. And notice, let's read that slowly again. As you therefore have, past tense, received Christ Jesus the Lord. All right, how did, he said, as you have received, as you therefore have received. So how did you receive Christ Jesus as your Lord? How did you do that? You know, I mean, what, how did you receive him? What was the, what did you do to receive Jesus as your Lord? Now, remember, we're talking about things that are already done for us in Christ, and, and you see, um, the Scripture says this, as his divi- according as His divine power has given to us, past tense, has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. According as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to to life and godliness. So if he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, how then could there be anything, 
How, how can there be anything more than all? He's already given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Hallelujah. Now, he is already in Christ. He, see, Jesus went to the cross and he, God laid on him the iniquity of us all. Or in other words, he, God laid on him all of our sins and all of the things that came into this world as a result of sin. Now, what, what are the things that came into this world as a result of sin? Sickness, disease, poverty, uh, you know, uh, we could go to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and read all the curses. In fact, I encourage you to do that. Deuteronomy 28, and read all the curses. I mean, there are, uh, there are dozens, literally dozens of curses that are named in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. You say, well, you know, I really don't like to read about all those curses. Well, when you read those curses, here's the benefit of it. You see what Christ has redeemed you from. Praise God. You read all of these sicknesses, all of these diseases, all of these plagues, all of these, all of these things that were, uh, that were laid upon Jesus. You see those things in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. And, you, you know, I, I don't like to focus on curses either. But, let me just say it this way, I need to know what's there because then I know what I'm redeemed from. Amen. Praise God. And you say, well, what about, uh, you know, what if my disease or my illness is not listed? It is. I promise you it is. You can't come up with one that is not listed. And, and you say, well, how could he possibly list there? There's new diseases that are coming out. There's new diseases that, that, they're, that they're finding out about. How could it possibly be listed? You see, there's a verse in there, down about verse 60-something, oh, and, and it says this, Also, every sickness and every disease which is not written. Now, that, that encompasses all the rest of them. So whatever was not specifically named, he covered in that one. Also, every sickness, every disease, every plague, everything that was not written in this list. We're, we're putting this in here and covering that one too. Praise God. So you have been redeemed from every sickness and every disease. It's already been done in Christ. And I like to say this. If God willed it, he did it. If he did it, he did it in Christ. And if he, did it in, if he didn't do it in Christ, he's not going to do it. So all the begging and all the pleading and all the trying to get him to do something, if, if he didn't already do it in Christ, he's not going to do it. It's just that simple. So you'll never talk God into doing anything because he's already done it. 
Hallelujah. See, God was mindful of you from the foundation of the world, and he already had a plan, and he already took care of all things that pertain to life and godliness. Praise God. He already took care of it. Now, what we're dealing with today is how do you get those things out of the realm of the Spirit and into your physical life? Praise God. How do you get those things from the Spirit realm? That's, that's He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesians said, He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now that, let me, let me just help you understand something. Sometimes we think, oh, if it's a spiritual blessing, then it's not real, it's not tangible. But everything starts out in the Spirit. Jesus paid for all of your sins. He delivered you from the rule and the dominion and the authority of sin. He delivered past tense, you from that. But how many know that there are people whose sins have already been paid for who are still living in sin? You know, some of them are in this room. Okay, that was a good place to, you know. Yeah. But, you know, there are, there are, are people that even though Every sickness and every disease was laid upon Jesus, and he paid for all of your sickness, all of your disease, and all of your pain, yet you are still physically experiencing sickness, disease, and pain. You say, how is that possible that, you know, he's already done it, and yet I'm experiencing the the evidence of that, the manifestation of that. Well, it is possible because every blessing, and I'm, I'm talking to you about the difference between a spiritual blessing and, and a material blessing. Every material blessing started out as a spiritual blessing, okay? It was done, the forgiveness of your sins was paid for, but yet you had to cooperate and receive the forgiveness of sins. Now, let me say that another way. Your sins have already been forgiven, but you've got to receive what's already been done. Okay? Okay? You've got to receive it. How are you going to receive it? You know, and this is where many Christians in their prayer time, they spend all their time begging God for stuff. When I, I want to show you today the way, you say, Jesus said, asking you shall receive that your joy may be full. Well, all right. What, what are we talking about? How do we ask? How do you ask? You know, I, I begin to think about that and, and, and study on that, and I've got some answers for you today. So pay careful attention to what, I'm got, what I've got to tell you today. 
Praise God, because I know it will help you. Colossians 2, verse number 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. So in other words, however it was that you received Jesus as your Lord, that's the same way that you walk in Him. That's the same way you live your life in Him. That's the same way you receive everything else. You see, because everything that God did, He did the same way. He didn't have one method for one thing and another method for another thing. He did it all the same way. And if you learn how this thing works, then you can learn how to receive, just like you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. What did you do? Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 is the passage that we use, you know, if someone wants to accept Jesus or receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, receive the remission of sins, then what do you do? You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Praise God. So how did you receive him? You confessed, you acknowledged out of your mouth who he is. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you're acknowledging out of your mouth who he is, that he is Lord, and you are believing in your heart what he has done. You're believing in your heart what he has done. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, confess who he is and what he has done done. All right? Everything is received the same way. So, what if you need healing in your body? You confess with your mouth, Jesus, the healer. Lord, over your healing and your health. You confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus. You believe what he did. What did he do? He laid your sickness and your disease and your pain, all of it, on Jesus. That's what he did. And then Jesus rose again victorious over it. Praise God. Praise God. So, what are we doing? How did you receive Christ Jesus, your Lord? That's how you receive Jesus as your Lord. You believe you confess that he is Lord, the Lord Jesus, and you believed that he paid for your sins, and therefore you were saved. Praise God. Praise God. So you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that he laid your sickness and your disease and your pain on Jesus, and therefore you were healed or received. Let me say it this way. You received your healing. Praise God. Your healing already 
existed already exists at this moment. Whatever you have need of already exists in Christ at this moment. How do you receive it? And that's what we're dealing with today. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 14 says this, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant through his Spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through his Spirit in, uh, excuse me, that Christ may dwell in your hearts um, through faith. Excuse me, I jumped a line ahead there. That you may, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we, and notice this, ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever. Amen. Now, you may say, all right, how do I ask? How do I ask? And that's important. Now, I'm, please understand, I'm not getting legalistic here. I'm not saying that, that you can't ever get anything from God unless you follow this formula exactly. Okay? That would be legalism. That, I mean, that by definition is what legalism is. Okay? But we're not talking about legalism here. We're talking about, uh, you know, how do you, you, you receive by your faith, but how, how do you go about doing that? That's what we're talking about. How, how do you put that into action? And, you know, don't ever misunderstand. God is not, if, if you... You say, well, I didn't, I didn't know all this, and yet I've received answers from God. Well, you know what? I've prayed wrong, and God answers. And you have too. You know, we've all prayed wrong and got results. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for His grace that when I don't know how to do something, when, when I'm doing it wrong, He still helps me. Praise God, because it's not about me doing everything right. But there are some things that can help you and give you confidence and help you to come before the Father and have confidence in your receiving. Praise God. Praise God. That's, that's what we're dealing with here. Praise God. So let's break this passage down. What did Paul pray for the Ephesians in this passage? He prayed that they be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That they be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Where is his spirit? In the inner man. 
Praise God. God's spirit is dwelling on the inside of you in the inner man. He says that you be strengthened. Now, is he already, is, is he providing strength? If I, don't, if I don't ask that, if I don't pray that, is he already strengthening me? You know, here's the thing. If I don't pray that prayer, or if nobody prays that prayer for me, the strength is already in me because he is the strength. Here's what, here's what I want you to get. If I don't pray that prayer, or if I don't pray it right, or if I don't, uh, you know, nobody prays for me, strength is already in me. But here's what, here's what he's praying. I need to be conscious of the strength that's in me. Hallelujah. I need to be conscious of the strength that is in me because what I'm not conscious of, I won't tap into. Praise God. What I'm not conscious of, I'm not going to experience in my life. See, when I talk about experiencing something, that's different than having something. Praise God. You know, there are people that have millions. We, we've all heard these stories about somebody who died and they found they had millions of dollars and, and uh, yet they died of starvation. Well, what is it? They, sometimes it's because they didn't know what they had. Sometimes it was because they were too tight to, to, to use what they had. But, you know, there are people that have wealth far beyond what they are experiencing. It's theirs. They've got it stuck away in the bank. They've got it in their mattress, in a hole in the backyard or whatever. But nonetheless, they have wealth that is far beyond what their experience is. And we in Christ have wealth that is far beyond our experience. Praise God. So I need to be conscious. I experience strength as I become conscious of strength that is in me. Praise God. So Paul prays that they be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. So in other words, it's not that God needs to give them strength because strength is in them. But they need to become conscious of the strength that is in them. Praise God. Second thing he prays is that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith. Now, if they don't pray this prayer, or if nobody prays this prayer for them, does Christ still dwell in their hearts? If they received him, then he does. He, but they need to be conscious that he is in them. Praise God. You know, I need to be conscious of the indwelling life of God, the indwelling spirit of God. Hallelujah. And that he is in there 
Why? Because what did I do? I believed. I believe. That's, that's how I know he's in there, because I believed. Praise God. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. I need to, by faith, here's where my faith comes in. My faith comes in in knowing that he is in me. Praise God. Then the third thing, that you being rooted and grounded in love. Now, I always read that, and this just struck me different this time as I was reading this. But, you know, I always read this, that you being rooted and grounded in love. So you, I need to learn how to love. Well, yes, I need to know how to love, obviously. But... What we need to know, being rooted and grounded in love, is to know his love for us. Praise God. I need to be rooted and grounded, established, firmly established in his love for me. Hallelujah. That, that he loves me regardless of what I've done, regardless of who I am, regardless of my actions, regardless of my behavior, he loves me. He loved me so much that while I was yet a sinner that he died for me. That's what I need to be established in that. I need to be rooted and grounded in the fact that nothing I ever could do would ever make him not love me. Hallelujah. Paul prayed that they would be rooted and grounded in love. Now, let's get this. Here, here's what the Scripture says, that he who loves he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Hallelujah. Praise God. He says, there is no fear in love, because fear has torment. But perfect love casts out fear. So the more I know that he loves me, it becomes impossible for me to fear. You know, I read something the other day I thought was really good, that fear is a dark room where people's negatives are developed. Now, how good is that? Yeah. Fear is the dark room where people's negatives are developed. But see, when I am rooted and grounded in love, it's impossible for me to fear. Hallelujah. Because fear is the opposite of love. So people say fear is the opposite of faith, which that you could say that's true too, but fear is the opposite of love. Faith works by love, right? Okay. And then he says this, to know, why do I know that's what he's talking about? He says, 
that I be rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ. Not the love of me, the love of Christ. You know the love of Christ which passes Knowledge. So, in other words, it doesn't matter how smart I am. It doesn't matter how much I know. I will never know the extent of the love of Christ. Praise God. So, every day for the rest of my life, I could pray that I want to know the love of Christ. Oh, well, I thought you already knew the love of Christ. Not like I want to know it. Hallelujah. I know it more than I did yesterday, but not like I want to know it. Praise God. Because there is more to the love of Christ than I have seen yet. Praise God. Then, that you be filled with the fullness of God. But I thought He dwelled in you. He does. What does he mean that I be filled with the fullness of God? Once again, he's saying that they may know that they are filled with the fullness of God. That they may know that he is dwelling on the ends. How much more of God can you get than God? I mean, let's, let's grasp that and think about that for just a moment. How much more of God can you actually get? He is dwelling in you. How much more of the fullness of God can there be? In other words, you didn't get a little piece of God. I understand a little piece of God. I can comprehend a little bit of God, but what do I have on the inside of me? I have God. Can't get any more fullness of God than that. Praise God. So I need to comprehend the God inside me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, here's what he says. When we, when we know those things, then he says, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Now, see, we've talked about that we want to know the love of Christ we want to be filled with the fullness of God. You know, that we want to, that we want Christ dwelling in us by faith. And we said to each of those things that we've talked about, we said he already is. So why would we say something different on this one? He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. So in other words, what if we just asked? We have, right, let, let's go back through it real slowly again. Strengthened 
with might through his spirit in the inner man. That's one. Being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints the width and length and depth and height. All right? There's two things he's asked, right? Okay, you see two things he's, he's asked. Number three, that we may, uh, or four, that you may know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Number five, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. These are five things that Paul has asked for the Ephesians and for you. And then he says, and now know this is what you've asked, but he is able to do exceeding abundantly above what you've asked. Do you see that? See, that just, that, that, that hit me like, uh, like a load of dynamite last night as I was reading through that and, and just, just meditating on that. He's asked these five things. If I get these five things, if I understand and grasp these five things, he's able to do anything in my life. There is nothing that he is not able to do in my life. I'm not even capable of asking if I know he is in me. See, here's the deal. He became sick so that I could be well. Or he bore my sickness, let me put it that way. He bore my sickness and he carried my pain so that I might be well. He is healing. So in other words, healing already dwells in me. Because the fullness of God is in me. Is he dwelling in me all except the healing part? No. The fullness of God is dwelling in me. So therefore, the healing is already on the inside of me. Because he's healing. He is health. He is strength. I can't get any more healed than what's in me. I can't get any stronger than what's in me. Praise God. Praise God. I can't get any more provision. He's, he is provision. He became poor so that I, through his poverty, could become rich because he, provision, moved on the inside of me. So provision is in there. And as I become conscious of that. See, I don't even know how to how I would even begin to ask for everything I have on the inside of me. But if I begin to understand that he is in me, if I begin to understand how much he loves me, I'm rooted and grounded in love, I begin to grasp that that he is so strong on the inside of me. It's already there. And when he says, above all we can ask or think, so I have asked that I could grasp and understand and know and comprehend all of what's in me. 
and the more I comprehend of it, then exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or even think. See, because all of what's in me hadn't made a connection with my mind yet. What I can ask is limited by my mind. What I can think is limited by my mind. But what he can do in me is unlimited. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's way more powerful than you think it was. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now underline or highlight that little word with right there. Let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes, surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, notice what he said there. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, the word with can be translated amidst. So, thinking, all right, how do I ask? How do I let my request be known? He says, let your request be known amidst thanksgiving. He's not saying, let your request, and I read this for many years like this, and, and I knew that I was that, that something was, was not exactly right. And I began to ask the Lord, okay, what, what, what are we saying here? What, what is Paul saying to us? Let your request be made known. See, I, I, I always read it like this. I ask for what I have need of, and then I give thanks. No, he says, let your request be made known amidst thanksgiving. So, in other words, my request is known by what I give thanks for. Did anybody get that? My request is known by what I give thanks for. I thank you, Father, that you are healing on the inside of me. See, I just made my request known for healing by giving thanks for healing. I don't need to beg him for it. I give him thanks for it. I give him thanks that he is healing on the inside of me. I have a material need, a financial need. I thank you, Father, that you in Christ have supplied all of my needs. That provision is on the inside of me. I just gave thanks for, I just made my request for material 
provision known by what I gave thanks for. Praise God. Praise God. And then, I'm, I'm having to jump ahead a little bit here because we're running out of time. I have run out of time. John chapter 15. Excuse me, that's not what I wanted. I wanted 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. If we know that He hears us, we know whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. All right, in light of what we just learned, how do we ask? We have confidence that if we ask, we have, right? Praise God. And so, therefore, I ask amidst my thanksgiving. So, I begin to give thanks. And I encourage you, I encourage you, just to begin to give thanks. There is no need. It is a total exercise in humility, or humility. Uh, uh, that's not the word I'm looking for. Humility had nothing to do with what I was getting ready to say. Futility was what I was trying to say. It is a complete exercise in futility for you to begin to beg God. It's, it's futility. I keep trying to say humility. It's not humility. It, it is absolutely not futility. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. It is completely futile for you to beg God. Why? He says, if we ask according to his will, well, first of all, let me go back and repeat what I said earlier. If it is his will, he did it. And if he did it, the way he did it was in Christ. And if he didn't do it in Christ, he ain't going to do it. So it is total futility for you to beg God. So here's what we do. I want to change the way you pray forever. Amen. Praise God. That when you come to the Father and you have needs in your life, realize the need meter is in you. He dwells in your heart, and He is resident on the inside of you, and everything you have need of is in Him who is in you. Praise God. Therefore, how would you ask according to His will? 
you would ask amid thanksgiving. So you just come and you begin to say, I thank you, Father. Father, that you knew my need before I could even ask, and you already provided for it in Christ. And I thank you, Father, that I have no lack because the fullness of the Creator is in me. The fullness of supply is in me. I thank you, Father, that every need is supplied already in me in Christ. And if we'll just begin, you know, this, this is why just, just stop begging. You don't need to beg. You need to recognize what's in you and ask by giving thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when you do that, that is his will. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Hallelujah. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, it's almost Thanksgiving time. Then let's be conscious of Thanksgiving every single day. Praise God. Because Thanksgiving is the way you let your request be made known to God. Hallelujah. What you give thanks for. What you give thanks for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you are acknowledging, by doing that, you're saying, Father, I believe you already did it in Christ. Praise God. And I believe you want me to experience it in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, we do thank you today. Father, I thank you for ears to hear today. Father, I thank you that you have not only given us ears to hear, but you have given us a heart to believe. Hallelujah. And Father, I thank you that provision is on the inside of us. I thank you that healing is on the inside of us. I thank you that righteousness just comes by believing what you have done in Christ. And this is the way, when, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, Christ moves on the inside of us, and as we received him from that moment forward, we can walk in him the same way, the same way. If you've never received him, right now, is the time to do that. There is not a better time. There will never be a better time than this moment. So right now, if you're watching me online or if you're sitting in this room, it makes no difference. I want to lead you in a prayer. We're going to receive him. And then from this moment forward, 
you're going to walk in him just like you receive him. Praise God. So pray this prayer with me. God in heaven, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on a cross for me. That he paid for all of my sins. And today, he is risen from the dead. And he has ascended to heaven. But he wants to dwell in my heart. And today, I choose Jesus for my salvation. Jesus, I invite you in to dwell on the inside of me. And from this moment forward, I will follow after you. I will walk in you just like I receive you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We want to connect with you, and we can do so one of three ways. You can email us church at wolcarlsbad.com. You can connect with us via our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash wolcarlsbad. Or you can click contact us via our app or our website. We would love to hear from you, and we want you to know that God is madly in love with you. Thanks for joining us.